What's up, Rad Dads, and welcome back to another episode of the Rad Dads podcast, hosted by none other than the two raddest dads on the East Coast. I am Rob. And I am Sal. Yes, I Sal. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> yeah. I did it on purpose. Oh, you did it. <laughs> Your ass. <laughs> I wanted to see what your response was, and it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Are we re-recording this? No, <laughs> let it roll. Oh, yeah. Also, we only All had right. three outtakes before that. That was the third outtake. That was the third take, <laughs> and I got him. <laughs> last time we, I called him out on it. Yes, yes. Well, last time it was on accident. This that time was, was on purpose. Funny. All right, Sal, what are we talking about tonight? Uh, I don't know, Rob. A whole bunch of things. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. No, just kidding. Um, I thought we should uh, talk about vacationing with friends and family. How does that go? Oh, I like that topic. That's a great topic. Which one are we starting with? Family or friends? Let's start with the f- the, <laughs> F, the one that starts with the F. <laughs> start, with, start with family. I mean, I'm doing both this year, so. Yeah, look at it. Well, really? Oh, where are you going with the fa- f- family? Bahamas. Oh, very yep. nice. So family is, is a tough one because I think it depends on the arrangement. My suggestion is if you're going with family, everyone get their own room. Don't rent a house. I think it gives you a little bit of a space a space where needed, especially since with family, at least in, in my family and some other families I know is a lot of like the, the cousins aren't exactly the same age. So there's different interests. So my kids are a little bit older than all their cousins. So they have different interests. They're not interested in maybe one or two of their cousins. Yeah. Playing with their, and they're also the only two. Well, there's a third cousin who's a boy, but they're much older than him. See, I I have, I have this, this uncanny ability to just whatever the situation is, just have a good time. I check everything at the door. So if we're renting a house together, I check, I leave everything at the door. Not like my luggage and shit, but egos and and his pants and my pants yes i i strut my stuff in my banana hammock that's why he doesn't care <laughs> i do the helicopter all day he's hanging out with his wang out I, i'm there to have a good time let's have fun if we're renting a house together which I, i've never done with my like entire immediate family we've been trying to nail down a, a trip down to um the outer banks and it just gets you know uh, one thing leads to another and we can't make it this year. And are the cousins the same age? Yes. Uh, for the most, well, my brother's kids, uh, the twins are nine. They're the 10. They're Emily's. Uh, no, they're 11. And, uh, and then I got a, a nephew who's going to turn three soon. We, we constantly talk about it. It just never happens. I, I'd like to let it happen because I think it would be fun. But like I said, I, I can check my shit at the door and just be present that time. I don't care what happened last week. I don't care what happened last year. That's me and the we, norm. We're here today. Let's have a good time. Let's drink. Let's let's just enjoy where we are. I, that's my normal take on life. Is yeah. What to. happened yesterday? I don't give a fuck. It's just yesterday. You move it's forward. Done. Yeah. yeah, you move forward. And I, I think you know, with most people, they do hold grudges. I don't give a fuck. I really don't. I, I could care less what what happened yesterday. But just think about it. If you're holding the grudge, who do you think that grudge is hurting? Right. You. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it's causing stress. To, to, you're causing stress for yourself. For what? That, that other person, they probably even forgot what happened. So that grudge does nothing. Yeah, exactly. So especially with family, it's like everything's water under the bridge. I don't really hold anything 
with family. Family is a little bit different. I'm just saying, like, I guess it depends on the the accommodations as well. If you're going to other banks, some of those houses are enormous. You could literally have one family and you wouldn't see the other family for like a day or two. <laughs> like they're that big. Yeah, no, they are. They are. So, humongous. you know, that that's one thing, but I, I was thinking more of like ocean city, New Jersey, where the houses are a little bit smaller yes. and you're on top of each other. No, that's bad. That you'd be in everybody's shit. You, you would need, you would need something big enough to, to house. I guess it all depends on how many families you want a vacation with. Yeah. But if I think going with the in-laws or the, or the parents, I think that's, I've always been okay with that. My mom came to Disney World with us and they only came, or they didn't come with us. They, they came at the same time as us. They had their own place. They were there for, they were there for two days and, or three days and then left. So we were there a couple of days before they got there. They stayed a couple of days and then they left. That's cool. Just so they could see the kids in Disney and yeah. wanted to be part of the experience. Very cool. So that, that, that was great. It was, it was a perfect, like just to drop in, drop out. Um, we've done a lot of trips with my mom down to Atlantic city and the kids think it's like fantastic. They think it's the best thing in the world because <laughs> they get to go to the pool and all before COVID, but we'll step it up now. Teaching your kids to be gamblers. Are you? No, they don't ever <laughs> see the casino. <laughs> So the last time I was on a plane with my parents, it was actually for my nephew, who, uh, um, his godfather, for his christening. We went down to Florida. My sister christened uh, her, her son in Florida. Mm-hmm. And th- before that, dude, I can't remember the last time I was in a plane with my parents. That's how long it's been. And that was like, shit, two years ago? And then prior to that, no idea. I don't think I've ever been on a plane with my parents. I haven't. Well, when we went to Venezuela, we went to Venezuela when I was a kid. I haven't in a very long time. That's pretty cool. Probably. Well, that's not true. So my parents are divorced, but I went with my dad when my son was. Actually, that's not true. We didn't run on the same flight either. But we went to the Bahamas when my son was two, when Nico was two. So nine years ago. So before Mikey was born. Yeah. So some things to consider when vacationing with family, and I think this this uh, translates to or goes for friends as well, is obviously make sure you guys like each other. <laughs> you know, make sure that relatives and everybody's cool with each other. Um, yeah. Talk money if you guys are going to be staying at the same place. So this is what makes and breaks everything right money, here. Money. Money. So. Plata. My two cents based on experience, <laughs> based on experience. You, it's above. This is so SOB's trombone. Um, my, my two cents. When you set up the housing, whoever sets it up, make sure they get paid before you head. Right. <laughs> Number one, right. Number one. Rule. No pay, no play. No pay, no play. <laughs> but also it's, it also depends if you're shelling out like a thousand dollars for the, Accommodation, that's one thing. If you're going to the Outer Banks, you're selling out probably like yes. $10,000. Oh, yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a different um, different, a, a different quantity. So if it's more, you definitely need to be on top of it. As soon as they pay for it, you should pay for it and not be hemming and hawing. Once you agree you're going, you're going and don't don't be a dick. Yes, there's, right? there's no... There's, yeah, no, there's no backing out. Yeah. Like you're paying... And if something were to happen, you're still paying. Like, <laughs> so wait, what happened? So 
they pay regardless, even if there's like an emergency? Like, you just, so let me ask you a question. If you paid for your brother and your sister to go, oh, they're they, I'm, they're paying me. They're paying. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you shouldn't be get no, stuck right. with the bill. You're right. You're right. If there's an emergency and it impacts the whole family, that's sure. a different story. Sure. Yep. Um, you try if if it turns out that no no one can go, then you try to get whatever money. Yeah, you whatever can, you can yeah. get back and split it amongst yourselves. But I think the accommodations paying up front or you know figuring a way that everyone pays simultaneously is is the right way to do it. Two, I think the biggest thing that ends up happening. So if you rent a house, everyone comes down with food, like so much food. Yes. And well, you at least you hope. That's something that's got to be discussed. Well, we've been going with another couple, another family, skiing for the past couple of years, and literally we always end up with a ton of food, like chips, like, like okay, snack from, food, brought from around here. Yeah, snack food and breakfast. Breakfast is always the thing. So we always bring breakfast. Everything else is eaten now. Um, so do you, do you alternate who cooks? Oh wait, do you 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 stay in one house? Stay in one house. Oh okay. So we whoever cooks cooks. Um, you know sometimes one person brings the eggs, one person brings the meat, and then people bring cereal and whatever. But it's it's a lot of food. food. Um, so oh, there's always a ton of food. There's always I mean we ended up with I don't even know how this happened like five different things of Oreos last time. I was like, does anybody talk to one another? Like. <laughs> You both See, brought, but like, that's, two? that's the problem right there. There's no communication, and that's sometimes. There's, I mean, that was the one. So, so wait, do you have breakfast, breakfast, and breakfast all day? No, because we <laughs> eat. Because if you're on the mountain all day, you're not going. You're not leaving the mountain to, to go, go cook breakfast. To go cook anything, and you're on vacation. You don't want to cook. Yeah, like, that's my big thing. Like, if we're on vacation, I'm not there to cook, and I don't expect anybody to cook for me. Right. I'd rather just go and pay. Dinner. No, I, yeah, I don't blame you, man. Because then there's the the cleanup yeah. and the... like breakfast was enough for the day that everyone everyone was like, all right, now we'll we'll go enjoy ourselves. But the other thing is, so it's one coordinating to your point, coordinating what you bring for the house, right, for food, and then two, when it comes to meals. So meals are always tricky, right? If it's two couples, it's not a big deal. You just split it down the middle. Not right. a big deal. Once it gets above two. And this this is the other thing. If it gets above two families, where are you eating dinner? Because who's going to accommodate that size yeah. of a group? Who's going to accommodate that size of a group? And then how are you paying? Are you just splitting three? Because you can't you can't say, oh, my family just ate this because that's not how it's going to work no. with kids. Well, I, I agree, but then then sometimes there's that okay, the two families are are, are four each, so eight, and then maybe that third family is five. Fucking Minervini's. <laughs> <laughs> So, and then, but that's like, for me, like, if, like to be honest and, and I'm, I'm, maybe I'm a little bit more generous, but if we're going with you guys, you're still splitting the bill. It's all right. I'll make so it but up we're in drinking. One, we're one more. Who fuck cares? Like, I, I don't I just, care. I can't, you know, I, I don't I get, want, I, I don't want to feel like, you know, we're going to split the bill, but I don't want to feel like that I'm trying to get over on anybody because I'm one more, you know? Yeah. I get what you're saying. I, I probably feel the same way, but at the same point you're talking about a kid's meal like yeah i know yeah, and my kids eat, don't my kids don't order from the kids section yeah neither do mine <laughs> well the younger guy does the older guy orders the most expensive thing on the menu and doesn't i'll take surf and turf please yeah for, make for that, one thousand alex <laughs> make that two lobsters but i think that's a good call out sal so if you're if you're a family of five or you're you're a bigger family even a family of four with a family of three you should talk with the other the other family and just say, listen, you know, we'd like to pay, you know, proportionally more. And they're going to tell you, go fuck yourself. Well, most friends would, 
that, that that's just my mentality. I know my wife would be the same way, but you know, we know you're not trying to take advantage. Don't worry. I'll make it up in what I drink for bourbon. It's good. <laughs> it's all good. But that's the other thing. So that's perfect example. The other family we go on vacation with, they drink beer and they drink some mixed drinks. I drink bourbon, exclusively bourbon. So if I go out, he goes for the top shelf yeah, when he goes out. A beer's three, four, whatever. If if you're up in Stratton, it's probably like eight bucks. But it but a bourbon's like fifteen. So, you know, if I have two bourbons, that's a significant yeah. price on there. So I don't feel bad when I do that, but at the same time, I don't sometimes I just don't drink during during meals and I wait until we get home. I don't yeah. need to drink during a meal. So but I, I think it's a that's a fair call. It's so so you, my, my wife, when my kids were younger, she wouldn't order a meal. And and I was like, What are you doing? Well, our kids aren't gonna eat the food. I'll just I said, just order a damn meal. Or just, you know what? I'll eat their leftovers. Because my wife, she likes to order, you know. We go to a restaurant, she wants to order something that she likes. She doesn't want to pick on the kids' food. And now I'm a, just a human garbage pail, so I just eat whatever my kids <laughs> don't eat. It's like this weekend. We ordered from a re- an Italian restaurant nearby. And she's she calls Mikey, and she's like, Mikey, like, you, you want ravioli. We're all getting pasta. Like, I'll get you, you know, split split pasta with your brother and then you know because it's getting expensive he's like no i want ravioli and i started laughing i was like fine don't because i wanted a steak i was like don't give me my steak give me something else like like your chicken like which is probably like half the price or whatever you think so text me not nowadays text her and she goes i already ordered your steak and i was like well i tried to give in like (laughs) i did all i could but but some other things to consider when, when vacationing with uh, family and, and friends too, man. Um, don't be lazy. You know, if let's say it happens to be a rainy day and you guys are stuck in the house, don't, don't just be a fucking lump on the log, you know, uh, engage in some conversation. Yeah. So it's funny because when we go, and we've only really gone on vacation with this other family. When we go, the kids go and do whatever, like all four kids, they run around. So here, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Since you've been on vacation with the same family, in the event there's a situation between little ones, does do the big ones get involved, like they, adults, or do you let them hash it out and no, figure it out? Figure it out. Right. I would say I think one of the big things is is what you already called out is communication. Two is money, making sure that you both families understand what's going to happen, and that's always tricky. It's always a really hard conversation, especially with good friends. But just bite the bullet and say, be like, you know, if it's four and four and, you know, it's it's even just say, hey, we're going to split everything. You know, don't don't. I think one of the things is I have friends and I do this, too. I'll go and pay the whole bill. I don't care because I know they're going to pick up the next bill. Right. But that's not always it doesn't always equal out. And sometimes it's just easier just to split it. And yeah. Beat. But if you have that friend who does that, then just. Like, yeah, I get this one. You get the yeah, next it's one. It's almost same thing you said earlier. Go with the flow. Yeah. You know, I'm not there to. I'm a very go with the flow person. I'm also going to make sure that we're not equal to the dollar, but no, yeah, you know, you it goes back and forth, right? right? Sure, it's ba- it's balanced. Um, and then I I think the other thing is you know making sure you have the right dynamic. Like, or do your kids get along? Because that's that's the most important thing. Sure, of course. And you know, it's it's going with a group that where at night you can socialize the adults and the kids can socialize. My kids go to bed at like nine o'clock, but when we're on. <laughs> 
8.30 typically. But when we're on vacation, they're going to bed at 10. And it's like... Wow. Yeah. Once Well, once 9 o'clock hits, like the whining starts and it's <laughs> it's down. Like one time, Mikey just passed out in his... Like I went upstairs to go check on him. He was passed out. Like, I was like, I knew that was going to happen. And I know one of the other kids from the other family, they actually sleep until like 9 o'clock or 8 o'clock. Ooh, that, see, that's my oldest. Which... Doesn't work with my boys because they're up at like five thirty. No matter what <laughs> time on, they go to bed, go, yeah. So then there was the whole conversation about guys. If you're up, you can't make noise. So and this this time the house was a little bit smaller, though it was still nice. It was just a little bit smaller. So if the kids got up early, everyone heard them. Right. And then there was bunk beds, so kids were jumping off bunk beds. So now all the kids were in run one room. This time they were okay. Last actually, this is the second year in a row we did this. The first trip, people got scared. There was a, they were calling, there was a scissor man in the house. So it was like one, one kid got scared. Then, then oh boy. Yeah. And then, Would they see a shadow or something? Yeah. Something, oh. something made a noise and then it was all bets were off and I was out again. It's, you know, making sure you have the right dynamic to go. I would say like a place like the outer banks or some of the other places where there's these large houses, as long as like there's a good dynamic, a good core you can get away with having a like a family that you don't really get along with or an in-law or, you know, a brother or sister you don't get along with and really see them as they come and go because the houses are enormous. But, I mean, alcohol could take care of that. True. <laughs> but there's there's some beautiful houses down there, and I know we have friends who go to the Outer Banks all the time, and they rent a huge house and, yeah. like, have a great time. I want to do it, but there's, you know, the the – the one beach we go to, my wife's not a, or that I've been to, my wife's not a big fan of it because you have to drive in and drive out of the On island. The beach. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, that's pretty cool. It is cool. But if there's like a storm and it never happened well, to my Well, if there's knowledge. a storm, you stay in the house. But if you're cut off from the mainland, like that's, that's like, it doesn't bother me, but. I mean, it would have to be a, a, a significant storm. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I mean, you're watching the weather and if they're saying, hey, you, you, there's a, Hurricane coming up, and then you reconsider your your trip down to the to the Outer Banks. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I also think one other thing. Now, w- what do you think about setting an itinerary? Oh, so this is a good one. I think that's tough. I think w- when you go skiing, it's pretty easy. You're going skiing, but <laughs> if you're like like I'm going to the Bahamas with with my dad and his family and and our family, I've been to the Bahamas probably 15 times, maybe more than that. My kids have have gone there once and probably really don't even remember it. So they're going to want to do stuff that they haven't done before. But again, like it's all going to be around the pool. So it's, it doesn't, you know, they won't go on the slides or the lazy river. That's all cool. But, yeah, but it, see, I, I can see something like the Bahamas. You're going to an island and you're just, that's what it's about. Just hanging yeah. out by the pool. But if you're going to a place like Vegas where there's like Hoover Dam, um, you go to Bryce Cannon, Zion Cannon, you could go to all these different places. Yeah, you can figure out an itinerary, but... The Bunny Ranch? I don't think that's family friendly. <laughs> Just saying. Wait, I thought it was about bunnies. Well, so, some people want to go to the pawn shop too, right? Because that's the... Just porn? Pawn. A pawn shop. Pawn shop. Or, you know, there, there's a whole bunch of different, like, TV shows that have been set up in right. Vegas. So there's people want to go... Old, old Vegas... There's the old Vegas or Circus Circus, which is really cool for kids. So Stratosphere, you got to do the Stratosphere. Yeah, that's fucking. And you do the roller coaster wild. on top of. I I did it. Stratosphere. Yeah, that's dude, it's wild. Cool. There's a zip line through like Caesars, like right through that mall. That's awesome. So there's a lot of stuff you can do, 
But it doesn't mean every family is going to want to do it. So do do you or don't you set an itinerary or an attempt to set an itinerary? I think it especially depends on your the families you're going. Especially if it's somewhere like Vegas. I think it depends on the families that are going. Like I know my kids. My kids can sit by the pool all day, even though I have, I have a redhead. Like the three boys can sit by the pool all day. I try to not so much, <laughs> but you know it's true, and and we'd be happy with it. So, it's vacation. That's what they like to do. So, but when we went to Boston, dragged everybody to the different <laughs> events. So we went to tea party, and then we went to the aquarium, and then we went to Italy, Little Italy. What's Italy. The What's the other place? We went to the marketplace, whatever that is. I forget the yeah, name. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Quincy, so, Quincy Square. Yeah, Quincy Square. So we, we made sure we went and saw those things, and the kids were having and hawing. They'd rather sit at the pool the whole day, which is fine. I get it. That's what you like to do as a kid. I think you play it by ear because I think it depends on the families you're going with. So the number one thing when, when, when wanting to vacation with either friends or family is make sure that everybody likes each other or has a cordial uh, relationship because if if they don't you're gonna find out some it's gonna be a shitty time for all yeah i I don't think kids are gonna be the kids are gonna be like what the hell's wrong with the adults i don't think (laughs) you interject a family who doesn't work in your in your group right you if there if you have a group of friends who typically hang out together families you don't introduce like a third family or a fourth family who doesn't really hang out with you because that's going to make it weird. You don't put a cog in the wheel. You don't put a cog in the wheel, especially especially when you're on vacation. You're spending a decent spend amount of money. Yeah, you spend a lot of money. You you want to if you want to introduce a cog. Yeah, you do it when you're home, <laughs> <laughs> not on vacation. No. Oh my god! But it is definitely a challenge. But if you can work through all the challenges and you can check your ego. You know, in the car or at the door, if if you're going to be renting a house together, um, it's all about enjoying your your time with the family and the people you're with, and creating memories, man. It, it's what it's about is just making the memories something that your your kids can uh, reflect back on. You know, ten years from now, hey, remember when we went to wherever with so and so, and you know, little Johnny fell face planted in the in the slide. You know, it's just, it's just about making memories. Yeah, you know what's Interesting. When I was growing up, and I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, we didn't go on vacation with friends. We went on vacation with family, but we never went on vacation with friends. No other couple. We had, my mom has three sisters. So we always went with two, two of the sisters, either Atlantic City or Vegas. Those were the two big places we ended up going. Um, See a team here. So Yeah, (laughs) I see that. The two yeah, biggest but, gambling cities. Yeah, but we had it. The kids had it all time. We used to play basketball, go swimming. It was awesome. But it's, you know, we never did that with, we did that with my cousins. I have a good relationship with some of my cousins, other ones I haven't talked to in years. But I think it's cool that we're introducing the, because I don't have, my kids don't have cousins around their age. So that's a big thing too, right? Because we can't go on vacation if I have a teenager and they have like a 10 year old. Like yeah. it's not going to work. So I, I like that my my kids have friends where the older and the youngest are also friends with the oldest and youngest, and that works. Right. If you don't have that dynamic, it's, it throws everything off. So. Sure. No, of course. Whoa. So before we get to our favorite portion of the episode, we will cover the dad lesson. So the dad lesson for tonight is when on vacation with friends or family, 
split the bills. Dad, don't listen to this episode because you're still paying for the bills <laughs> in the Bahamas. So split the <laughs> split the meals, meal meal bills uh, evenly across the families that come. I don't give a fuck if you have five kid, five people, and we have four. You still split it. It's just fair. You know, it'll work out in the end. It's not going to make or break anybody. Splitting the bill. So I think splitting the bill is the right way to go. Yes, I agree 100%. It just makes everything easier. That is the dad lesson. I'm happy to announce we have a new sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Weber Home and Business. Weber Home and Business was established in 2021 with one clear mission. Establish a safe, healthy environment in your home, school, or workplace. With over 12 years of experience, environmental remediation and restoration industry, their staff of certified mold inspectors will be sure to provide thorough inspections, detailed protocols, expert knowledge, and professionalism in each and every client. Call Weber Home and Business at 551-502-1052 for mold inspections, air samples, air quality assessments, or water intrusion. And an IICRC certified, whatever that means, will be happy to walk you through the process. They work with insurance insurance companies, real estate agents. So give them a call and get it better with Weber. Again, that's 551-502-1052. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. What do we got, Sal? Tonight we have Copper Fox Original Rye. So it is uh, alcohol classification is a rye whiskey. Uh, distillery is Copper Fox from Williamsburg, Virginia, not to be mistaken for vagina. <laughs> proof is 90 proof, 45% alcohol by volume. Um, <clears throat> don't know the age. Filtration is non-chilled. They mentioned it a few times on their bottle. Uh, batch size is undisclosed. Uh, mash bill is two-thirds rye. One third barley hand malted. Uh, color is copper. Price forty five to sixty five dollars. Copper Fox is the only distillery to mature their whiskey with toasted apple wood. This process further develops and enhances the flavor of the smoky malt, resulting in a complex and singular flavor experience. All of their grains are grown locally by one farmer. And their six-row thoroughbred barley was developed for them at Virginia Tech. I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. So how do you develop a grain? Like, like how do you like how do you change the characteristics of a grain? Have you lo- have you watched the neat episode on Hulu? No. So I don't have Hulu. So they talk about well. Next, it's called neat. Yeah, it's called neat. So they talk about how. The future of bourbon is really in like they're they're scientists and they can change the the um, the DNA of grains. Yeah, yeah that's fucking crazy. Like I, when I was re- when I was reading up on this, it says the grain was developed for them. Like, how do you develop a grain from a grain? Yeah. Like, like like you pot, you crossbreed grains. I, I don't know, but I, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, they floor malt the barley in the traditional style which allows them to develop and maintain a connection to their grain throughout the entire production process. I, I thought it was, a, I think it's an interesting bottle. Nose and aroma. I mean, as soon as you pop it, smells, it smells peaty. But if, you, if it hits the oxygen uh, for, for a little bit, you know, if you let it breathe, the peatiness kind of subsided in a little caramel. So I think the reason this may be very peaty is because 
he was an apprentice in Scotland. I, I did read up that he went to Scotland, went to like 130 uh, distilleries and brought back the knowledge that he gathered from, from those distilleries. Yeah, so he was, uh, he apprenticed under a Scottish master distiller and that essentially kindled his flame to become a distiller. It's a, it's a definitely an interesting bottle. It's 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 made in Virginia. Uh, I picked it up when I went down to Williamsburg with the with the family. Um, but it's surprising, you know, the, he labels it a rye, but it's got that that peatiness uh, uh, aroma, and uh, it's definitely very scotchy. I'm getting a little bit of caramel. I I don't get the applewood. Uh, oh, you know what? I didn't smell the dry glass. It smells peaty. Peaty. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely on the PD side. I, I don't get the um, the applewood, uh, I, although I, I do think it's interesting. I know um, Iron Smoke they uh, they use applewood smoke. Oh, really? Yeah. So they aroma. You got the peatiness, like a scotch, um, caramel tasting notes. Uh, always taste our bourbons neat. It's got oh wow! I just got um, I just got a smoke smoky taste. So were you looking at the uh rating for this it is it is it, it kind of mellows out after the third glass <laughs> i'm not a fan uh too too uh too peaty for me i mean it's not overbearing i think this would resonate with scotch drinkers i'd you know i'd be interested to 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 pour a glass for a scotch drinker and see what they say not, not even not even show them the label saying it's a rye I'd, I'd just like to pour it for them and and get their thoughts yeah that'd be interesting yeah uh i'm i'm gonna give it a four Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. I, I'm not a big fan. So I don't like the price. Do you say the price? Yeah, the price, it, it kind of, I, I don't remember. Like rem- 50-ish? I don't remember what I paid for when I was down there. It's 45 to 65. I, I looked it up online, and the price is, like, it's a huge difference, 45 to 65. Yeah, so I'm going to give it a one in that. Tasted a little bit. It's not bad if I was if I was looking for a scotch, but if I was looking for a scotch, I'd probably go um, with my favorite, Monkey Shoulder. I think the smell isn't is pretty harsh, so I'm gonna skip over taste for a second. I think the smell is pretty harsh. I think I'm gonna give it a one there too because all all I am picking up is really the peatiness. Yeah. I don't even get any undertones because even in the dry glass, I'm not getting an undertone, and I don't love the taste. So I'm gonna give it. A, I don't hate the taste though. It's not that bad the taste, but the aroma is really not there. I'm gonna give it a. I don't know if I want to give it a one five or a two. I'm gonna go one five on taste, so I'm gonna go with three point five. Wow, three five. Yeah. So uh, look, guys, don't get us wrong. Every I, I say this every. We so are the experts. Your palate <laughs> suck. <laughs> I say this every every so often. Everybody's palate is different. Uh, what I like uh, is very different than what Rob likes or or what you guys like. So I mean, th- I'm just telling you my opinion of Copper Fox. I- I'm not a big Scotch guy. It's it's it's. If got, you like Scotch, give it a try. Yeah. Be honest, because it has the peatiness there, and and I think it's. It's warranted in the background of the of the distiller, and you know they call it out. If you if you like scotch, I don't think it's just a little too peaty. If it was a little less peaty, I may actually enjoy it. Yeah, so so don't be afraid of if you're a scotch guy, don't be afraid of a label that it says rye. It's definitely uh, on the on the scotch uh, uh, spectrum uh, on the flavor, definitely. So. Like I said, you know, everybody's palate's different. We tell you what we think. And I think, Rob, that might be... Yeah! Thank you for tuning in to the Rad Dads Podcast. Tune in next time for another episode and another crazy outing and a delicious bourbon. 
We out. <laughs>